Rebirth of Venus. I'm Caitlin Matanley, and I'm a spiritual mindset coach, a personal development junkie, an all-around Venus worshiper, and a powerful witch. I'm here to talk dirty about evolution, revolution, and how to embody the archetype of Venus, original bad bitch, every damn day. Thanks for listening. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Rebirth of Venus podcast. I'm Caitlin Matanley, your intrepid hostess. And today is episode 36. I'm going to be interviewing Gala Darling about how to manifest money like a total badass bitch. Are you here for it? I know I am. Who doesn't want more money? Who doesn't want to feel more magical as fuck in everything they do? I know I do. And I have a feeling you do too, and that's why you're here. And you are going to love, love, love this episode today. But before we get into that, I wanted to pop on super quickly to talk about an exciting opportunity that is going on in my world right now to work with me in an ongoing private setting, one-on-one, to create epic, massive change in your life. So my three-month private coaching experience, it's an ongoing experience, it's open all year, and I currently have two spots available. So I work with modern mystics and boss witch creatrixes who are ready for more to embody the badass mindset necessary to create success on their own terms. I say fuck the status quo. All of those things that make you weird, freaky, and super cool are the very same things that are going to make you massively successful once you find your calling, that thing that combines your creative and spiritual gifts to create massive impact on the world. Now, for you, this might be a business or it might just be your own personal mission. My private coaching experience is not just for entrepreneurs. It is for everybody Anybody who wants to live more authentically, shine brighter, step up fully as who they are, and create massive change in the world in the process. So I desire to empower everyone to create the lifestyle of their dreams and break all the rules in the process. And so private coaching with me might be for you if you struggle with keeping your mindset consistently in an empowering place that allows you to take aligned action towards your goals on a regular basis. Working with me will benefit you if you feel like you're underachieving in your life and you struggle how to find a meaningful way to fill your time. If you experience difficulty uniting your unique spiritual and creative gifts with your purpose, or if you struggle with trusting yourself and tuning into your intuition in a meaningful way. I can help and I would love, love, love to schedule a free discovery session to see if my private coaching experience is for you. So in private coaching with me, you will learn to move energy out of the past to clear space for a powerful present and an exciting future. You'll learn to perform at a consistently high level in a way that is meaningful to you. As I always say, fuck the status quo. This is about finding metrics for success that mean something to you, not to your parents, not to society, not to your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. This is about creating impact on your own terms in your own beautiful way. In my private coaching experience, you will learn how to unite all of your gifts and show up in the world authentically 
You'll learn how to develop a lifestyle, values, beliefs, and routines that allow you to be the fullest expression of yourself in the world. And you'll build epic self-trust and a crystal clear relationship with your own intuition. So if you want to find out more, click the link in the show notes, or as always, you can DM me on Instagram at rebirth underscore of Venus. Um, You can set up a free discovery session where we will just talk about your challenges, talk about where you are, the vision you see for yourself in the future, and see if the private coaching experience or any of my other other offerings are a good fit for you. It's an open-ended conversation. There's no pressure to buy. I'm here just to be a listening ear to give you some ideas for how you can move forward and see if we can do that together. So I encourage you to check out the link in the show notes or contact me via DM to hear more about this. And I look forward to hearing what you think about this upcoming episode that I know you're going to absolutely love. So I'll see you again at the end. Goodbye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. Today, I have the real deal, the money manifesting queen who teaches women everywhere how to manifest money like a total badass bitch. I mean, that's not really her tagline, but that's my tagline for her. I have with me here the amazing, incredible, one-of-a-kind Gala Darling. I, I have a long relationship with Gala. I mean, she doesn't really know this because part of it's been an internet relationship, but I started following Gala, I believe, back in 2011, maybe, when I was really down and out. And she was the first person to really teach me about affirmations, manifestation, tapping, EFT, all things we're going to talk about today. She is a New Zealand a New Zealand native, transplanted to New York City and now Los Angeles. She speaks everywhere on radical self-love and lately on putting money in the hands of powerful women so that we can change the world together. So Gala, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me and what a beautiful introduction. And I love that we've had a long-term internet relationship. I love that. And we have hung out together in Mexico and Morocco. We've done all kinds of shit together, actually. I know. It's so crazy. I was thinking, actually, the other day. So those of you who don't know Gala, you're going to get to know her very well in this episode. But she has a weekly video show on YouTube called High Vibe Honey, where she gives us tarot cards for the week. You know, I love tarot as well as tapping um, EFT emotional freedom technique is a healing modality, a self-administered healing modality that she taps or she guides us through each week in different topics. And just the other day, Gala, I was watching, I guess, you know, this week or last week's episode and tapping. And I realized that I, I, I was thinking back to the first tapping video you ever did. It was like before you did tapping videos Mm-hmm. And I never, for, I'll never forget, I was sitting on my like futon in my apartment, my studio apartment, and I tried it and I had such a powerful experience. I was like, what the hell? This is the real deal. And it's crazy that like how many years later we're here having a conversation about this. <laughs> I know. It's so amazing. It's such an incredible tool. And the thing that blows my mind personally is that I've been using it for 13 years And only recently have I realized how to really translate that to the internet and help other people with it. Because tapping is kind of a thing that you generally do on your own or with a practitioner. So to be like, okay, what does everybody need help with can feel like a really big question. 
but I feel like now I've sort of cracked that nut and it's so exciting. And I've never gotten more positive feedback or momentum from anything I've ever shared before than I get with tapping because with tapping, you feel the change instantly. Like it cannot be argued with. And that is so exciting. Yes, absolutely. And if you're listening and you're like, what the hell is this tapping thing? Don't worry. We're going to be going deep into that later on in this episode. So stay tuned. So Gala, I, I mean, as I was preparing for this interview, I was thinking, like I said about, you know, sort of when I first started following you and how things sort of come full circle. And I wish I could remember how you initially came into my life, but I remember I purchased Love and Sequence, the first version of your book, which is now Radical Self-Love on the internet from you. And I'll never forget probably my first memory of you talking about money publicly was, um, it was, I don't know how long ago, it was some kind of a video, like a news interview. And the newscaster was like, I think he was like following you around in New York City. Maybe you remember what this is. I don't know. Mm. And he was like, how much money do you make doing this? And you were like, not saying. And he was like, this amount? And you were like, more. This amount? More. This amount? More. (laughs) And then he was like, do you make six figures? And this was like, you know, in the 2000s. And you were like, yeah, definitely. And I'll never forget that was such a big fucking deal. Because not only was like this person who was living life on their own terms, making a living actually doing it and making a good living, But at that time, like that was, that was like the big internet dream, making six figures. And it's still a big fucking deal, of course, but it's crazy because now, you know, so much has changed. Now you hear people talking about making multiple six figures or seven figures, or even just like going beyond the numbers into creating this huge impact. Mm. And, you know, it's still a really big fucking deal to be a successful entrepreneur but the collective consciousness around the numbers has shifted. And I can only imagine you're doing well over that now. And the fact that we can even openly be having this conversation about money is really fucking huge. So I would love to hear from you, you know, since your start on the internet, how have you seen the collective consciousness around money mindset shifting for the better, I hope? It has changed so much. And it's fascinating that you brought up that interview because I haven't thought about that in such a long time. And when he was asking me about how much money I was making, and this honestly must have been 2011, 2012, um, I was making extremely good money. And I was living in a tiny apartment with my husband at the time. And I really had no expenses. I was just making money hand over fist doing, I think, sponsored posts and selling my book. Um, I'm, you know, when I sold that first book, Love and Sequins, online to my audience, I made over $100,000 doing that. And like I said, my rent was, I think, uh, my portion of it might have been $700 a month. So I had no expenses, no debts, no credit cards, nothing. And I would just go to Betsy Johnson every week and like buy whatever fit me. Like it was crazy because <laughs> I was uh, 27, 28 years old, no kids, no responsibilities. I was just like, what do I do with this? Let's just fucking spend it. And it was so exciting, but I didn't want to put that all over the internet because like you're saying, 
our conversation around money was really different at the time. And I've never had any shame about wanting to be successful, wanting to have a really profitable business. But the collective consciousness was just, was a different time. And these days you see fucking people put like, I'm a millionaire entrepreneur in their fucking Instagram bio. Like it's completely different. But the, I thing, know. But the thing that's so cool about being online now is that every time we see people hit a new benchmark, we realize it's possible. And then we do it too. It's just like when people would be in the Olympics and somebody would run a really fast mile the next year, everyone would run that time because they now knew it was possible. And so that's one of the great things about being in this space and being an entrepreneur and leveling the fuck up is every time I share my results, my successes, or my customers' successes, everyone watching is like, I can do that too. And the only thing holding you back from thinking I can do it too is the beliefs you tell yourself, the limits you put on yourself and the stories you have. So when we change those, and my favorite way to do it is through tapping, there's literally nothing that is impossible anymore. You truly can do and have and be whatever the fuck you like. Amen, sister. I love it. And I love that you know, I mean, for me, I definitely grew up in an environment where money was not something talked about. And it was seen as very like, I don't know, gauche to, to mention it, just like who you voted for the at the election. Like, those are the two topics right. no one talked about. And, right. you know, because of that, I, I see even in just my social circles, people starting to be more open and be like, oh, actually, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what my goal is. And you're absolutely right. Seeing that happen and having those examples lets you know that it's possible for you too. And I remember really identifying with you because at the time that was like my first foray into serious entrepreneurship. I'd started one company prior, but it had not been like a serious thing. And mm -hmm. I was like, wow, like this is someone who I identify with and who's clearly successful and who is, you know, being as open about that as was, you know, really appropriate at the time. And you're absolutely right. That inspires people. And it's so important to surround ourselves with people who are doing the things we want. And those, for those of you listening, and I don't know if you know the story, Gala, probably not, <laughs> but <laughs> the first time I met you was at the Blog Academy, which was an old blogging workshop for anyone listening that Gala did with Shauna Hader and Kat Williams of Rock and Roll Bride. And I literally just, I mean, I had a blog, but like literally the reason I went was just to meet them. Cause I was like, I know that these are people I need to have like in my world. And that I knew, you know, on an energetic level that that was important. And I would love to hear about how for you, the people you've surrounded yourself have changed or have maybe not changed and how that has expanded your own vision of what's possible for you. Such a great question. And I remember meeting you at the Washington DC blog Academy and <laughs> yep. loving you because we had talked on, I don't even know, Instagram or through email or something. And I kind of knew who you were a little bit. I think you had written me testimonials before. I think you might've participated in old challenges and stuff. Yeah, so I knew who you were, but I love that you're bringing this up because it's so important that we surround ourselves with people who represent where we want to be rather than people who just remind us where we have been. So Ooh, mic mm, drop. <laughs> mic drop, bitch. So I think it's so important to have your day ones because 
Those are the people who really know you for who you are. You trust them implicitly. When you hang out with them, they know every guy you've ever dated. They know the weird story about your parents. They know this, they know that. And there's so much comfort and beauty and familiarity in that. But it's also really important to continually seek out people who are going to inspire you to push to the next level. Because if you're just hanging out with people who you've known forever, the odds of them all being super ambitious or of having the same kind of level of vision that you have is slim. It's just the law of averages. So it's important that you surround yourself with new types of people because different people have different ideas, different values, different goals. And being around that is such good, powerful information. It helps you to, you know, really level up. And since I moved to LA, I have attracted a bunch of new people into my existence. And, you know, some of them are doing like world-class, mind-blowing, powerful shit. And to be able to sit and talk with them or FaceTime with them and hang out in their kitchen and talk about huge deals, multi-million dollar situations is so inspiring and really does encourage you to keep pushing because I have a lot of friends who are like, they're just pretty chill. They maybe have their own business, maybe they work for somebody else and they're like, that's cool. That's all they want but I'm not like that. <laughs> I want so much more and I'm so excited about it. So it's really important that if you have those big goals, those big dreams, you're around people who will encourage you to go for them and also show you by example that it's fucking possible. Absolutely. You're so right. And it's really interesting with, you know, it's interesting because especially when you watch people sort of, you know, come of age and, and mature online in such a public way, you know, I, I know that you have so many people, I mean, you have a huge following. You have so many people who are, who are mistaking their awareness of your work with knowing you as a person. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, even though we have made such big strides with, you know, the way we talk about money and how open and candid we can be, I, you know, it, there've been a few people recently actually who've posted something that's been more public. And I've seen some of the comments. I know I never read the comments, but it's like, oh, this person, you know, they're supported by their husband, even if I know for a fact it's the other way around, or, you know, oh, they must be like a high class escort or something like that. Not that there's anything wrong with doing that, but they just assume that, oh, a woman who's making a lot of money is either supported by a man or Mm -hmm. in a profession that these people see as immoral. Like I said, Mm -hmm. I personally support sex workers completely, but a lot of these people don't, and they view that almost as a slur. And, you know, I know that you've been also the victim of that. And what would you say to people who are, to, to women in particular, who feel like people write them off and write their ambitions off because they're a woman or because they're part of another oppressed group? I think that, you know, RuPaul always says, unless they're paying your bills, pay those bitches, no mind. And that is the fucking truth. I have had every possible kind of story spun about me on the internet over the last 13 years. And the most interesting thing about that is no one has ever said that shit to my face. Not even close 
to a breath of that because the people who talk shit about others are not active in the world. They are not creating anything of meaning. They are not uplifting their community. They are not contributing in a meaningful way. So I really have no interest in what they have to say. Now, I have been dealing with this for over a decade, so I have a very thick skin. I am extremely unbothered by what people say about me now. But it used to be that when people would say that I had a trust fund or I was being paid for by my husband or I don't know, whatever other bullshit they made up, I would be really upset by that. I would be really offended by that. And I made it my personal mission to prove that that was not the case. So I really use that as motivation and fuel to grow my business, to do better, you know, Um, so that nobody could say like, oh, her husband's clearly supporting her. Um, you know, like I just wanted to make it so, so clear that that was not the case. Absolutely. You know, ultimately it doesn't matter, but I appreciate you being so open with the fact that at first it can really hurt, you know, and I, I remember recently I had a friend with, you know, she had an article that went really big and she got a lot of hate emails and I was like, bitch, congratulations. You are in the big leagues now. I mean, God, can you imagine sending a hate email? That really means you hit someone's nerves. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, even Beyonce has that line in formation when she says, you know, you're that bitch if you call this conversation. Like, Absolutely. if you're not interesting, if you're not pushing people's buttons, they won't talk about you. Like, there are groups of people on the internet who have literally been talking shit about me since, I don't know, 2008. They're still doing it. Like, I'm flattered that this is what you spend your time doing. I mean, honestly, like, think about what you could create in your own life if you put that energy into your own shit. But it's cool. I don't get to tell you how to spend your time. But the day that they stop writing about me is the day that I know I got to do something different. This is true. You are so right. And I know that's going to be really resonant to a lot of people who are maybe starting to hear, you know... It, it kind of starts small sometimes, the criticism, or maybe for some people, it's just people in their personal life who are not supportive, but ultimately we need to make the decisions that we know are going to get us to where we want to be. And, you know, I've heard from, you know, I, I've gotten this advice for over the years from so many people that before you listen to someone's opinion, ask yourself, do they have the life you want? The answer is yes. always no. It's like my favorite question to ask. And I think for people who are just starting out or are, you know, starting to get a little bit of that kind of uh, pushback about what they're doing, just to be really mindful about concern trolls, people who act as if they have in your best interests, but they are saying shitty things to you or kind of really gaslighting you and trying to make you feel like you're crazy or you're not doing things the way you should be doing them or whatever. Those people are so insidious and just keep an eye out for them because they exist. Absolutely. So I would love to actually go back to the sort of genesis, the genesis of Gala. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love to hear more about how you started your business, what it looked like when it started and what, you know, how things shifted as you evolved in this journey of taking your livelihood into your own hands and expanding on that. Well, it started as a blog in my living room when I lived in Melbourne, Australia. Um, I had a credit card with a $3,000 limit on it from New Zealand. 
And uh, I was living with my boyfriend at the time and he was like sometimes making an income and sometimes not. It was very strange. His boss like would randomly just not pay him. So um, we lived a very like unusual and unpredictable existence. And I started my blog in 2006 and the idea was it should be a business. Like I didn't have a job. I was like, I'm going to have to figure out how to make money out of this. So within, I, I think about six months, I had a column in the back page of Cosmopolitan Australia and that was amazing. And I think they paid me maybe, they originally said $500 a month and I said, make it 600 and I'll supply you with the photos. And they said, okay, great. So that was my first kind of job from the blog. Then I started selling advertising to people like American Apparel uh, I think like mod cloth companies like that. This is so of a time. Oh my God. Those are so the days. <laughs> so how 2007 is that? Like, so 2007, you can't believe it. And then um, in 2008, I went to New York with my boyfriend and I decided to stay on and I stayed for three months. I uh, was invited to a brunch uh, held by Louis Vuitton where they wanted to talk to bloggers about how they could work with us more effectively and I was like loving my life, even though I had very little money. But um, 2008 was the economic crash. And so all those big companies stopped putting their money in blog advertising. And I realized I had to figure out how to make money. And, you know, I ended up writing Love and Sequence. So that was my first online product, really, um, writing a book as a series of chapters, one a month that my audience was paying for. And that was sort of the beginning of the real shape of my business. Because before that, I sort of thought like, oh, it's basically just a magazine online and I'll sell advertising and whatever. But I realized after a while that I wanted to have control over what I was endorsing. And it's always a little bit dicey when you're endorsing somebody else's shit. Like you don't totally know what's going on there. Like you just, you got a paycheck and that's cool, but can you really stand behind their practices? Like, what are you really encouraging people to buy or do? Like, uh. so, you know, after the success of Love and Sequence, which as I said, generated me over $100,000, I was like, well, I would rather do this than shill for American Apparel. And so I really made the transition into digital products. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And then just the way that I have essentially promoted those products has changed. I used to write a blog post every day for years, years and years, maybe almost 10 years. Um, and now I really promote differently. I promote primarily through videos, through Instagram, through my newsletter. Um, but, you know, I think it's still so important to have your own platform. So to have your own website that you control because Instagram is changing up their rules all the time. You have to pay for people to really see you. Um, so unless you want to spend all your time learning Instagram tricks, I think it's important to have your own blog as well. Absolutely. That's such a fascinating look into how this has progressed for you. And I love that you started out just knowing it had to be a fucking business. You know, yeah. I, I always say I'm like, first and foremost, I'm a fucking businesswoman. And that, right. has, that has carried me through my different companies and which have all been unconventional and have all been in, in industries that people really, really devalue and undervalue themselves. Because mm -hmm. here's the thing, people think that there's this dichotomy that you either 
are making good money or you are, you know, personally satisfied. And that's a dichotomy that carries over from, you know, the capitalist system, really, (laughs) where a lot of people are stuck in jobs they hate. And so they do have this sense that those two things are separate. And it's funny because for me, as just an observer, as you seem to have stepped more fully into each new level of your authentic self, it seems like your success has just increased alongside with that. Absolutely. And, you know, I was really lucky to grow up with a mother who loved her work. My mother had a clothing boutique and she loved it. She got to dress women all day long. It was like her favorite thing. And she always told me, if you love your job, you'll never work another day in your life. And she is 72, was 72 this year. And she still has a clothing boutique. Like she oh my sold, gosh. <laughs> sold it and retired and then was like, wow, this is boring. I'm going to buy another business and go back to work. And that's what she's doing. Like she's in there five days a week. Absolutely crazy. And she, when she has a day off, she's like, I'm bored. Now what? She's mental. But it's because she loves it. And I'm the same way. Like I love what I do. And you know what's really interesting and really cool is that I've started changing the questions I ask myself. So the question I used to ask myself would be like, how do I make money? How am I going to make money this month, this year? What projects am I going to do? And now the question I ask myself is, how can I have more fun? Because when I have more fun, my shit sells itself. People want to watch my videos when I'm having a good time. People want to buy my products when I enjoy making them and my audience feels that and they write the most insane testimonials because we're all having a good time together. So really, there's no reason why you can't love what you do. You absolutely can. Absolutely. That is, that's so good because, you know, people, and this, I'm, I'm realizing this in a much bigger way now people don't pay for your product hardly ever. They want to be around your energy. And whether that's, you know, whether you have a physical product, that's true. Or whether you have an information product online, that's true. Or even if it's just a matter of, like you said, they want to watch your videos, they want to be involved in your work. And, you know, that's the case even for people who are maybe in a more traditional job. People want to be around, you know, even looking at hiring. You know, when I used to be in management and hiring people. It's, I want to hire the people that I know I'm going to have a good time with and not like like the people that you don't want to avoid in the lunchroom. Of course. And not necessarily the people who are going to be like partying, but the people who I can tell are here to work and here to have a good time doing it. Totally. Like the truth is that people buy products and they buy services and they buy experiences because they want to feel good. And they think that if they buy it, it's going to make them feel good. So as much as you can like fuck with your sales page so that you can like trick them into thinking they're going to feel good when they buy it, you can actually make your product something that really does inspire a state change when they're engaged with it. You can create something that actually does make them feel good. Like if you're asking yourself why your customers don't come back or why your shit's not selling, it's like, does your thing make people feel good when they use it? That's the simplest question on the planet to ask yourself. And no one asks that. Mm, absolutely. I feel like I say absolutely a lot because I'm just like, yes, I'm here (laughs) clapping. (laughs) And clapping doesn't sound good on the mic, but you know, it's, it's actually interesting because entrepreneurship is really a lifestyle choice. 
And it, especially if you're in the online space, you are required to show up in a way that is more visible than really any other industry. And I'm wondering, you know, as I've seen your, at least your public expression of your identity shifting over the years, because it's been a long fucking time (laughs) and we all evolve, hopefully. Um, I'm, I'm curious how that shift in your identity has been informed by your business and how, as your business has shifted, you have stepped into new levels of your identity that have made that possible as well. How those two, the identity piece and the business piece, how they've worked together over the years. That's a fascinating question. And the answer is that they are really one and the same thing. So whenever I push the boundaries in my own business, my own life levels up too. And whenever I push the boundaries in my personal life, then my business transforms. Like they are very integrated. There's no um, gala darling persona. Like I've had, uh, I had actually my ex-husband, I think, used to complain about the fact that I couldn't quote unquote turn it off. And he would say, you need like a mechanics shirt that you put on in the morning and you wear it while you work. And then when you're done working, you take off the shirt and then you're normal again. But I was like, uh, that's not how it works. I'm always thinking about my business because I love it and I'm passionate about it. And this is what I want to think about. Like it really is like, even in dating, if I can't talk about business or entrepreneurship with you, we're going to run out of shit to talk about because it's really my biggest and most interesting topic in my mind. Like everything else I think like, you know, spirituality or personal style or art or whatever, those are so interesting. But to me, they all revolve around this nucleus of entrepreneurship, which is like, how do we have bigger impact? How do we help more people? What can we give them? How can we show people that their lives can be better than they are? And that's really the thing that drives me and what I'm doing is this passion for helping people see that they're not limited by their beliefs. That's it. And with the the traction I've gotten with tapping over the last year is so crazy. I really feel like I'm on the precipice of something really big and I don't totally know what that is yet. But as I see more and more people's lives transformed by this technique, I am even more motivated to keep sharing, keep pushing, making new stuff. How do I get it out there? How do I reach new people? You know, like, I forgot the original question, but um, I think the answer is they're one and the same. My life and my business are one and the same. And I really think, you know, Charles Bukowski used to say about writing, like, unless you have to write, don't write. And I think that's the same with entrepreneurship or any passion that you have, unless it is like the thing that you want to do more than anything, then you shouldn't do it. And my favorite comedian, Chris D'Elia, talks about, uh, or in one of his podcasts, talked about how all he wants to do is do stand-up comedy and go to the gym. That's it. He knows what he likes. He doesn't want to go to parties. He doesn't want to, you know, do this, do that. He wants to do stand-up comedy and go to the gym. And there's so much power in knowing exactly what it is that turns you the fuck on and committing to it. It'll get you so far. But um, you gotta, I mean, for me, it's, I mean, I was thinking about this actually today as I was walking around. I know this is a very long tangent, but I was walking to the gym and I was thinking about Instagram um, techniques and blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking about what I had learned in the last couple of days because I'd been doing all this research. 
And I was thinking, man, it's good that I love this because if you didn't love this, how fucking boring would it be to learn about Instagram techniques? Oh my God. Like there's no way that you would go and search out that information because you wouldn't give a fuck. But thankfully I do. I really care. I'm actually genuinely interested. I get excited about it. So I'm clearly in the right business for me. You clearly are. And it's funny because I used to, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm definitely prone to workaholism and (laughs) in all of my endeavors. And for me, it was actually really freeing when it was actually this year that I finally decided, you know what? Fuck work-life separation. My life is my work and my work is my life. And I became so much more productive. And actually, I suspect, started working fewer hours because I no longer felt that pressure to separate them that that you're describing essentially. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, there's this idea of work-life balance and realistically, you know, we all are going through cycles where we're bored, then we take on some work, then it becomes too much, then we feel overwhelmed, then we take a break, then we rest, then we get bored, then we take on a new project. Like that's how it always is. We're always going around that circle So I don't know, this idea that everything should be perfectly balanced all the time, I think is ridiculous because if you're really excited about something, you're going to want to invest your time and energy into it. Like when I'm really excited about a chapter or something I'm working on, I will cancel dates because I would rather be working. That's just how it is. So, you know, there's power in loving what you do. It is what it is. I agree completely. (laughs) So let's talk about tapping. I would love to start, well, why don't you give a a definition of tapping for those who may be listening who have no idea what the hell it is and what the hell it can do for them? So tapping is an energy psychology technique, basically acupuncture without needles, where you press on various meridian points in the body to free up any energy that's blocked there. And while you're pressing on these points, you talk about whatever is going on for you that you would like to feel different about. And as you're talking about it, you're affirming that you love yourself, you accept yourself and you forgive yourself. And that's it. It's that simple. You can learn it in about five minutes and you can do it whenever you want. And it has completely changed my life. It really is a life-changing technique and it's so easy to learn. And it can, like you said, be done anywhere so how, how have you shifted your life using tapping? Holy shit. So I started using it in 2006, and you may notice, the astute of you listening may notice that that is the same year that I started my blog. And that's because when I started tapping, I got rid of the cl- clinical depression I'd been experiencing for about 10 years. I got rid of my eating disorder in one night, and I completely shifted the way that I saw the world and my place in it. And as I did that, I started to think about what I wanted to contribute and how I wanted to be creative. And so that's what really helped me start my blog. But I've used tapping for all of those things I mentioned, plus literally anytime I have a limiting belief or I'm afraid that something isn't going to work or I have self-doubt, I use tapping to get rid of it. And when you remove the doubt or the fear from your system, you can do anything. And, you know, I know that my business would not have had such astronomical growth as it has had if I was not tapping. And honestly, you know, this year I am tapping more than I've ever tapped before. And my business is absolutely booming. I'm going to 
do hmm, at least three times more than I did last year with money, like with profits. And um, it's not a coincidence. Tapping is really the secret sauce to that gets all my stuff going. And for anyone listening who wants a demonstration, I will include one of Gala's tapping videos in the show notes, one of the links. So you can learn how to do that with Gala there. So let's dive deep into money because you are totally killing it in the money manifestation world <laughs> right now. <laughs> and I know that tapping has played a big role in that for you. But before we even get into the tapping piece, I would love to know how your own money beliefs and money story have evolved over the years? Hmm, that's such a good question. I think, um, I think I've had a pretty healthy attitude towards money, but I haven't always used it for myself. So I've always, you know, encouraged people to go after what they want but maybe throttled back a little bit when it came to asking for what I wanted, raising my prices, advocating for myself. And so the more that I practice this and the more that I've tapped on it, I feel like I've just become more comfortable with owning my worth. And it's interesting too, because in a lot of ways, the feedback and results that people have been getting from my abundance class have helped me to advocate for myself. So by teaching women to advocate for themselves, I now feel more capable of advocating for myself, which is a really beautiful loop. And I know that when I advocate for myself, then they see me doing that and they advocate even harder for themselves. So we're really in this beautiful feedback loop that I love. But I think that's the biggest thing is really stepping into that place of asking for what I want and not being shy about it not pretending like I'm satisfied with this or that and really going for the things that I want. And I actually had a, um, I went to this place, I think it's called Crystal Visions um, in Palm Springs a few months ago. And there was a guy in there reading tarot cards and he read my cards and he said, you're really good at helping other people get what they want. And now it's time for you to do it for yourself. And shortly after that, I had the best financial month of my life. And it just keeps getting better from there. So I really took what he said to heart and I implemented it and the results have been staggering. Mm, yes. Amen. I love it. And it's actually, I remember when you announced that you were going to be raising the price of your abundance course and in the comments, like I just, you know, happened to see a few people where a lot of everybody it looked like was like, yeah, girl, get it. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, you know, I have a, I have people who, you know, manifest a hundred thousand, 250,000. And then most recently I had a woman who's manifesting three, uh, $333,333 because she wants to pay off her mortgage and have a little bit of play money left over. And I was like, yes, bitch. So when we have our first half million, babe, I'm going to be very excited. Um, and then when we get to our first million dollar baby, then we're, we're really going to potty it up. It's going to be amazing. Uh, hopefully it's me. <laughs> right? Straight up. And I, like, have, <laughs> what I love about the abundance class is that once you buy it, you can do it as many times as you want. I have people who, because it's only two weeks. So I have people who start it, finish it, start it again the next week. Like they just keep going through it. 
just keep working on the same stuff. Like it works better and better every time you use it. It totally does. I, I've taken both levels multiple times and it's just, you, even if you're just wanting to keep that, you know, keep the different techniques in your mind and mm-hmm. having them be fresh, really having, you know, it's really similar to having those friends in your life who you know are going to support you, who you know are going to support you wanting more and going after more. And sometimes, you know, those people will be in the form of a course or in the form of, you know, people you follow on Instagram or anything like mm-hmm. that. You know, they don't even have to be in your physical world, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's the great thing about these internet communities that can bloom is that you really can get into a tribe of people who fucking ride for you hard and like are unconditional cheerleaders, you know, and that is so exciting. And often when people get into self-development or self-improvement, they feel this big kind of chasm because they are realizing that the people that they've always known are not on that path with them and it can feel very lonely And sometimes there's a gap between moving away from those friendships and meeting the new people. And so that's why the internet can be so great in these ways, because you can meet people who are in that exact same place as you. And that can really be so important and so sustaining because when you're changing your life, when you're up-leveling, when you're questioning the things you used to believe, it can feel really lonely. It can feel really isolating. Like, it's not easy. It's not some, like, sissy bullshit. Like, it's tough. So having that support is really valuable. So, so important. So what motivated you to start talking about money and abundance? Because I don't remember you really talking about it super openly. I mean, I remember that back with Love and Sequence, there was a section where you talked, I remember clearly with Molly Crabapple about business. And that was really cool. I mean, Come on, I'm old school. You know this. <laughs> Dude, I don't even remember that. But now that you say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, we did right. talk about that. We did. But I've really seen a shift. I don't remember exactly when you, you introduced the abundance course, but when you really, really, really started putting your energy into that and creating content around money, not just in the form of, not just in the form of the course, but also in the form of your posts on social media and really just how you were showing up. So what shifted for you? What made you realize that this was work that had to be done in the world? So I I had come through a really interesting experience. So I was married for four years and we dated for two years and we got married. Then we were married for four years. And a year into our marriage, my husband left his job looking for another one and never got another job. So I supported us entirely for three years. And then eventually I was like, "Mm, this isn't working. You're going to have to go. But through that experience, um, it was a really interesting time because all the money I was making was going into, you know, a combined pot, which was him and I. And I was really frustrated because I almost didn't want to work harder because I didn't want him to spend it on motorcycle parts. I was like, am I busting my ass when you are not? And like, I don't want to fund your motorcycle adventures. Like, this is not what I signed on for. So when I came out of that relationship and was single, I got into another relationship, but it really gave me time to realize like some of the stories I'd been telling myself about money, some of the beliefs that I had had about it. And you know, I really had some stuff to work through with that because I really did feel resentful. I really was pissed off. And so I started to work on that. And as I did, 
my mentality, my mindset, my mindset shifted when I started to make more money. And then when I would, you know, talk to my audience or poll them on Instagram about, you know, what do you really want? They'd be like, well, I want money. I want money. I need money. If I had money, I could change my situation, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, a lot of us think that we need lots of money in the bank, but we don't really. What we really need is access to different experiences, different opportunities. Um, And so I developed this course to help people firstly change their beliefs around money. And secondly, feel really grateful for what they had right now. Because my experience has been, and the experience of my customers has been, that the more grateful you are, the faster things flow to you. So that's really helpful and really valuable. And, you know, the other great thing about this class that I kind of wanted to demonstrate was people often think, uh, they're like, oh, I I want a million dollars. And that's cool, but why do you want a million dollars? Is it so you can say you did it? Do you want to like rub people's noses in it? Do you know where that money is going? Like a lot of people just like the idea of the number, but they don't have a powerful why. There's not a powerful reason that's driving them to get there. So they're not going to get there. But if you know exactly what you want and why you want it, you're unstoppable. And on day one of Radical Rituals Abundance, I have everybody write down how much money they want to make in the next two weeks and why. So it's like, okay, well, I want, you know, $200 so I can buy a yoga pass and I want, you know, this and that and you know, I want to pay off my student loan or whatever it is. And when it's on paper in front of you, most people realize they actually don't need as much money as they thought they needed. And then they're really empowered to go out there and make it happen. And it works so well. Um, It's a really astounding cost. Like even I am surprised by the incredible results that people get from it. Yeah, it's, I think it was so interesting what you said about the experience with your ex-husband, because I absolutely agree that if you have any sense of duplicity around the reason that you want to make the money, you're not going to make it. And often people who are not as successful as they would like to be, or who maybe have a fear of success, that's the reason. It's because they know that if they're fully successful, other things are going to happen that maybe aren't favorable. And we have to really tackle those problems so that we can free ourselves up to earn more. Absolutely true. And that's the thing, you know, people think like more money, more problems. And in some cases, like, yeah, that's true, but not all the time. We have to get really comfortable with the shifts that are going to occur as you make more money, because yeah, it is going to alienate some people. Yeah, it is going to piss some people off. Yeah, in some ways, it's going to make you more of a target. Those are all true things. But the amount of good that you can do with that money far outweighs those problems. You know, um, my friend Grace Smith, who's a hypnotist, one of her students said to her, what's your financial goal? And Grace said, I want to make a billion dollars so I can make a female president. Mm. That is so fucking seriously powerful. Like, that's a good reason to make a billion dollars. Yeah, you know, I, I think this speaks also to a very common misconception in the manifestation world. You know, people always say, like, money needs a purpose. And people often interpret that as that they need to do something to be like deserving of that money. And I really think this speaks back to a lot of people's religious upbringing where, you know, there's a sort of anthropomorphized, did I say that right? I don't even know. You know what I mean? 
a, yeah. a personified deity that basically is like judging what we desire or what we don't. And the reality is we need, money needs a purpose for us so that we can get behind it, so that we can feel like, oh, this is something I'm going to do something with. This is something that serves the world. It's not that God or the universe gives a shit. It's that we give a shit. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. And I think it's important to, you know, I had somebody ask me recently, uh, she said, is there such a thing as like being greedy or asking for too much? And I said, no, there isn't. As long as you are providing joy to people and being of value to them. Like, yeah, you might be asking for too much if you are like throwing mud pies at people and then you want them to pay you 20 bucks for it. Like they're probably not going to pay you for that. But, you know, when you can bring massive amounts of joy and value to the world, then you will be compensated beyond your wildest dreams because people really want that. It's really valuable to them for you to make them feel good. For sure. So would you say that when you, when did you start to actively use manifestation techniques for money, for income? Would it, was it with tapping that you started doing that? Or how, how did you come about this work and realize that these modalities that had a big impact on your life in other ways could be used to increase your cash flow and thus your impacts on the world? Yeah, it was, I think it was really after I got out of my marriage. Um, and I started tapping on my money beliefs and, and what I wanted and things like that. And I realized like, fuck, this really works. This is amazing. And I've always believed that when you find something that works for you, it's your responsibility to tell other people about it. And so as much as I, you know, had made, there's like free money tapping videos that I've put on YouTube and all kinds of stuff. I also realized that people like to be told exactly what to do and when to do it. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to make a course on this so that I can literally step them through this process and make it really easy for them. Um, And so that's what I did. It's true. People, (laughs) I always say people don't change unless they want to change and they really don't change unless they've paid money to change. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing, right? Money is an energetic exchange. And that's why if somebody buys a class that's $10, they're going to be invested with $10 worth of motivation. But if they pay $1,000 for a class, you better fucking believe they are showing up. They are doing the work. They will complete the homework. Like it really is an energetic exchange. If you want people to really invest in themselves, you actually have to put your prices up. It's so true. I actually joke about when I have, when private when I have friends of mine or people I know who are interested in working with me one-on-one in my private coaching experience, I always say, you know, okay, like the reality is I'm, I might give you a friend price, but if I was a really good friend, I would actually double my regular price because you're going to drop <laughs> twice as much. <laughs> totally. I mean, I've had friends say to me like, hey, I really, I'm thinking about doing your abundance class. And I always say to them like, yeah, you should. And I, I always say like, I would love to give it to you for free but you need to make the investment in yourself in order for this to feel good. It's so true. It's so true. And I know that from experience myself, so I don't even feel bad about it anymore. Although the reality is I, I I don't double the price for my, my friends. (laughs) It would be a funny idea. Here's the other thing is that there are other ways to be generous. Like I love to take my friends out to a meal and treat them or, you know, whatever, something, but it doesn't have to be in the form of like giving everybody in your fucking life a discount on your shit. No, stand firm in your prices. You know what they're worth. You know what the value is to charge the full price. 
Absolutely true. So how can we use tapping? So assuming that everyone listening has paused the interview here and gone and watched one of your tapping videos, we all know how to do it now. Yes. <laughs> how can we use tapping to manifest more money? How are there certain beliefs or statements that we can use to get started? How can we use tapping to really dramatically increase the flow of cash in our life as well as reduce our stress around it? Since that's something that so many people ultimately have the biggest problem with that stress. Right. Well, I have a couple of videos on YouTube, as I said, that are about tapping for money, which I would recommend checking out and see how those make you feel. And then if what we're tapping on feels resonant, I really encourage you to pick up Radical Rituals Abundance. Like that's the reason why I made it as a course because it is a multifaceted topic. There are lots of different angles and sides to this. So it's not as simple as like you're going to do one tapping session and you're going to wake up in the Maldives. Like it's, there are a few different things that go into this. So check out the course. And what I would also say, you said this is going up on Friday. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Okay. So if this goes up on Friday, I am currently part of an entrepreneur bundle. So if you pay $99 and 50 cents, I don't know why it's 50 cents, but $99 and 50 cents, you will get radical rituals, abundance and 30 other courses around entrepreneurship. So, um, growing your email list and running your social media and personal branding and all those things. So it's me and a bunch of other creators, Jenna Kutcher's in there, the every girl is in there, lots of amazing badass women. So if you want my class at a really good price, you should get on this. Um, the link is bit.ly slash gala bundle, B-I-T dot L-Y slash gala bundle. And I think this deal literally ends on maybe the 11th of June. So if you want this, you should go to that link right now and buy it. Is that, it'll never be this cheap again. That's the truth. That sounds amazing. And I can vouch, I have gone through this course many times and it's honestly, it's just super fun too. Thank <laughs> you. So, you know, I've gone through it sometimes, like I'm manifesting this money or like it, it, nothing will stop me. And other times I'm just like, hey, I want kind of a refresh and I just want to kind of get my abundance vibes moving and I kind of skip around and that's really fun too. So definitely recommended I'm, to check it thank out. Thank you. I'm so glad that you find it fun. Like that was, that's always the goal when I'm creating something like I was saying earlier is that it's fun for people to use. Otherwise they won't fucking use it. They'll like watch one class and be like yawn and never come back. So thank you. I'm really glad that you found it fun. Fun. Fun is so fun. <laughs> it's just really fucking important, dude. So what other techniques can we use besides tapping? I know that, of course, if people purchase Radical Rituals Abundance, they will get, I mean, they, they will go deep into some of these other techniques. But mm -hmm. I would love to hear about what some of your favorite techniques are for manifesting money or any you know new tricks you've learned or just any little things that keep you in that cash flow vibe. You know, the biggest thing I've done for myself over the last year is making feeling good my priority and acting like feeling good is my job. Because when we feel good about our lives and we're in the flow and we're excited and we're having fun, money just comes. It's so easy. So having fun as a priority is really, really valuable. And it sounds so trivial and simplistic and kind of Mary Poppinsy, 
but it really is the foundation of why my business is thriving right now and why I feel so good and things are so successful. And the other thing I would say that's really helpful for me is hypnosis. I love hypnosis. My friend Grace Smith that I mentioned earlier, um, I think her website is gshypnosis.com. She is the like leading hypnotherapist in the world. She has so many recordings around money and abundance and up-leveling that you can listen to. I've done several private sessions with her and she is just an outstanding hypnotherapist. So I really recommend checking out hypnosis as well. Y'all, Grace Smith is the truth. She is the truth. <laughs> I have actually okay. talked about Grace Smith a few times on this podcast. Oh, I, that's I, so cute. She is the absolute truth. I have talked about how she, her hypnosis, her social anxiety hypnosis completely cured me of social anxiety. Oh, I've yes. also listened to, I think I own all of the abundance and prosperity meditations and they're all excellent. They touch on different things. So if you're listening, I just suggest you kind of you could go to her website and I'll include all these links in the show notes as always, but go to her website and just kind of see what, what you feel drawn to. That's always a good way to pick something, but yeah, she's the truth. It's, you know, it's, it's really about rewiring the programming that we have been indoctrinated with, you know, it really is because since, you know, we're born depending on even regardless of how we're raised or the environment that we're raised in, we absorb these different messages, many of which are extremely either negative or just they ultimately have a really narrow view of the world. And it's really a beautiful thing when you realize that you may not be quite where you want to be yet, but you hear certain beliefs you know, on the bus, for example, or like at, at your family gathering about, you know, how hard it is to make money or how hard it is to be successful. And you realize, wow, like that's not the world I live in anymore. I now know that I can view the world in a more expansive way. And that sure, maybe my physical reality doesn't quite match up to my vision yet, but I know I'm moving in the right direction. And it's so important to recognize and see that progress and that expansion in our lives. It really is. And sometimes I think, you know, oh, I have so much more money mindset work to do or so much mindset work generally to do. And I was at Tony Robbins in March, I think. And I went out into the kind of the hallway or the lunch area to get some food and just listening to the conversations that were happening around me by people who were at a Tony Robbins seminar was blowing my mind. The amount of complaining, and small-minded thinking and just like limited belief shit that was flying around me. It was, I was actually angry about it. I was like, this is so disrespectful. Why are you here? Fuck off. Like get your shit together. I just was so annoyed that people could think so small and so lowly of themselves. But that's the thing. Like when you're around people, normal quote unquote people, you realize like, damn, I have really done some work. Like I wouldn't even entertain a conversation like this if it was handed to me. There's just no way. It's so true. I was actually having a conversation in a group recently where someone was saying that they had, you know, I, they had been somewhere and heard some really negative beliefs and they were like, oh, how do I get this out of me now? And I, mm-hmm. and I read what they wrote and I thought, wow, I, reading these comments is literally like 
reading a foreign language that I don't know now. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't even resonate. And, and with tapping, that's actually really the shift you experience. You experience this moment where suddenly that old belief, it doesn't even feel real anymore. It doesn't even feel like it's you. You have Absolutely. so quickly evolved and it's really powerful to witness. That's why tapping is so incredible. I think of tapping as like removing an emotional thorn from your side because you literally extract the belief from your body and it is no longer part of you. Sometimes I'll do interviews with people who will say things like, oh, what was it like having an eating disorder or being depressed? I literally couldn't tell you. It's like in my mind when I try to access the memory, it's just like watching a movie of someone that I have no relation to. Like, I don't even know who that is. Like, I guess that was me, but it feels so far away. There's literally no emotional resonance. I never get sad thinking about it. I never am like, oh, poor little gala. Like, it's so removed from my actual life that it's irrelevant. I can vouch for this being the case. It's absolutely the case because it really is allowing you... It's not It's not that you're bypassing this. It's that you're literally remove like you said removing a thorn an emotional thorn from your side and you're moving past it so it sure it might still shape who you are it's not that you're forgetting it it's just that when you think about it it doesn't make it doesn't piss you off anymore yeah there's no emotional resonance and one of the reasons for that is that tapping helps you to create new neural pathways so that old neural pathway that you used to go down any all the time, there's now like a, you know, no trespassing sign in front of it. So you have to take the other road. So that road is really unfamiliar now. You don't know what's down there, like whatever, but it's also not interesting to you. So you're going to take this new neural pathway that you've created. And, you know, as the days go by, that pathway gets stronger and stronger and you literally become a new person. You're creating new connections in your brain. I love that analogy. It's, it's really resonates with me. So do you have any fun stories? I would love to hear. You, you talk about a lot about the success stories of people in your courses. I would love to hear about your success stories. What are some crazy ways that you recently, or, or even not so recently, have used tapping and these other modalities that you teach to manifest more money? Hmm. I mean, I'm kind of doing that all the time. Um, And I have a story, but it's not fully completed yet. So I don't want to tell it until I can like show you a photo or something. (laughs) Fair enough. um, I guess just like, I guess, I mean, I think the best example is where my life is right now, which is I'm now living in Hollywood in a beautiful home um, with two bedrooms and a backyard and a porch and a two-car garage. Um, and there's skylights everywhere and it's brand new. And, you know, I used to live in the East village and live in this shitty two bedroom apartment and a walk up where there's no washer dryer. And, you know, like you sit on the fire escape if you want fresh air and to have gone from that to this is really exciting. And, I mean, my life is just completely different now. So it's almost like it's so different. I don't even know where to begin. Well, it's like, it's like what you said. Sometimes when we have made that big up level, we don't even really remember how it was before, or we have an, we have an idea of how bad it was, but we don't really, really, really grasp it because we're so present in where we are now. Yeah. I think, um, in my most recent chapter of my second book, somebody asked me, um, you know, how happy are you really? Like, 
you know, surely you don't feel good all day, every day. Like humans aren't designed for that. Like really, like, where are you at? And the answer to her, my honest answer is that I feel good and in the flow and in the vortex at least 80% of every day, sometimes 90% of every day. And that is a result of choosing to make feeling good my priority and tapping on things. Like that is what that has done for me. I really do feel so good all the time. I don't have any anxiety. I'm really not worried about anything. Like I literally have not a worry in my mind. And um, the way that that frees you up to do amazing creative work and push boundaries and do new, stimulating, exciting things is unparalleled. Yes, it really does. And it is all, like you said, all about creating those new pathways, those new thoughts, those new beliefs so that we can really step into our bigger vision for what we desire in our lives. And it's been so fun over the past, I don't even know, almost hour talking to you about manifesting money from really the perspective of like, how can we step up and be the baddest bitches that we possibly can be, <laughs> which for me is, you know, really a big motivator for the money thing. It's, it's a motivator to be a fuller expression of who I am at my core in a way that inspires others to do the same and creating this huge positive impact on the world when fewer people are worried about the stupid shit, you know, the stupid shit of like, how am I going to pay this bill or how am I going to do this? And we can really free up that energy to focus on our big vision, our big ideas of what we're here to create and the legacy we want to lead. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what's your vision? What's your big why for doing this work and for continuing to push the envelope of what's possible for yourself? My big why is really, I guess, kind of a throwback to when I was so unhappy. When I came out of being unhappy when I was you know, 23 years old, I realized that being unhappy was such a waste of time and that the world is so beautiful if we will only choose to pay attention to it. And so when I realized that, I became obsessed with showing women what was possible and how beautiful life could be. And so that's really the thing that keeps me driving towards where I'm going is meeting these women all the time and getting emails from women all the time who whose lives are changed and who are doing powerful, beautiful things in the world, like to empower other women to go after their dreams and to not make excuses for themselves and to be whoever they want to be. Like, I don't give a fuck whether you make a million dollars or a billion dollars and what you do with it, just as long as you feel good about what you're doing in the world, because that has such a positive ripple effect. So that's, that's really the thing. And, and also knowing that the bigger I go, the bigger everyone else is going to go. So to kind of be out in the front of that is a really fun challenge for myself of like, okay, how do I need to level up today? Because I want to show everyone that it's possible. It's true. You know, it's our responsibility to show up big because we do show other people what's possible. And you may think if you're listening that, you know, what do I have to show people? What do I have to show for myself? But the reality is you never know who's looking to you as an example. And you may think like, wow, I still have so far I want to go, but there are always going to be people in your life who look to you as an example, as something, as an example of having done something that they long to do for themselves. You never know who's watching. And that's why it's important to really ask yourself what the world needs from you 
today and how you can show up in a bigger way for that. I love that. Very true. So to close up, I'm wondering what's your favorite money affirmation at the moment, if you have one? Hmm. I don't really have a money affirmation, but my focus is on going bigger all the time and having more fun. That's really my focus is how do I have more fun? Like I'm about to launch something so exciting. You're going to shit a chicken. Like you're, you <laughs> are going That's to be painful. so <laughs> excited when I launch this. But you know, the question I'm asking myself as I'm working on this project is like, how do I make this more fun? And the iterations of it keep becoming more and more fun. And man, you're going to be so excited. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait either. So I think your affirmation <laughs> is like, go big, have fun. Be yeah. Or something like that. Yes. What's a better <laughs> affirmation than that? God damn. I mean, we overcomplicate these things sometimes. Sometimes the affirmation, I mean, really an affirmation is just, it's just a new belief. And if you tell yourself that every morning, you're good. You're good. Absolutely. I think I need that as a neon sign. Go big, have fun, be a bad bitch. I can see it now. I think it's going to be, you can hang it up like in your living room. I, I can totally yeah. see it happening. I can see that happening too. I love it. So... In closing, is there anything else you want to share with the world before we wrap up? Just that, you know, whatever limiting stories you're telling yourself are just that. They're stories and you can replace them with new stories whenever you want to. And you'll be amazed by how quickly your life evolves when you do. So definitely check out Tapping. My High Vibe Honey series on YouTube is free every Sunday and it will blow your mind. I love it. Thank you so much for those amazing closing thoughts. And I want to thank you so much for joining us today on this amazing interview that I know is going to empower people listening to go bigger, to go after more unapologetically and to get cashed up and hell, look cute doing it. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. And if you want to find out more about Gala, feel free to check out the show notes. I'm going to be leaving links to all of her resources so that you can learn how to tap. You can learn how to manifest more money in a really fun, empowering way. And you can, like I said, look cute doing it because I mean, who life is short. We have to look cute. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you all again in a few days. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, be sure to leave a five-star review in the Apple Podcast app and share it with a friend. I would love to hear from you. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. DM me at rebirth underscore of Venus. And be sure to grab your free ritual guide at rebirthofvenus.com.